Hello and welcome to Defiant Optimism, the inspiring podcast from Smiley Movement, where we talk to extreme fundraisers, the people who go above and beyond to raise money and awareness for an important cause. I'm Amy, the chief editor here at Smiley Movement, and I'm always amazed by the insane challenges some people do to give back. Today, I'm speaking to Anne-Marie Martin from London, who danced solo for 24 hours to raise money for disabled children. Anne-Marie is the founder of Diddy Dance, a franchise network of dancing activities for children. And in June 2020, she danced from 10 a.m. until 10 a.m. the next day without stopping and raised money for Caldwell Children's Charity. She had a target of raising £2,000 and ended up raising more than £5,000. So welcome, Anne-Marie. How are you feeling now? Oh, well, it was a longer time ago, so I think I'm finally recovered now, yes. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me on. Now, the thought of dancing for a set number of hours, originally, I'm. it makes me think, you know, I, that, that would be quite fun. But I think around the four hour mark, I'd probably start flagging. <laughs> so I just wonder if you could tell us a bit about what you did and how you came up with the idea of doing a 24-hour dance song. So what it is, we do what's called Children's Activities Week for Cordwell Children, the charity. And we do it every year with lots of other preschool activities across the UK. And obviously when the pandemic hit and we were all in lockdown, we couldn't do that. So I thought, well, actually... All charities suffered last year, but, you know, the whole point of Cordwell Children is letting children with all physical differences and different abilities be able to do as much as they can do. So I didn't want that to stop. But I tried to think, what could I do from the confinement of my home to still try and raise money? So I thought, well, we moved all of our Diddy Dance classes online anyway. So I thought, okay. Maybe I could do some sort of online uh, charity donation. And actually, I had seen um, Joanne Clifton uh, a couple of months earlier. She did a 24-hour jive-a-thon. And she kept going live during it. And she was, uh, you know, inside and outside of our home. And I thought, oh, that looks fun. Like you said, that looks fun. I'm surely I could do that. I was a professional <laughs> dancer. How hard can it be <clears throat> and then thought right okay I decided to put the idea to Cordwell children they loved it um and we put the wheels in motion to start asking for sponsorship and donations and then yeah I think the reality hit that I was going to be dancing for 24 hours in this room not moving and uh just keep going and yeah I think I think it was past four hours, but I definitely know it's a lot earlier than halfway through. I did have that dawning moment of, what am I doing? Why didn't I just do 12 hours? Or <laughs> And when you started it, how, how did you feel about those 24 hours then? Did you think, yeah, I can do this? After seeing the jiving, I think I can do this. I mean, jo Joanne was inspirational. It was It was amazing. And I thought... Because as was a 24-hour Diddy Dance-a-thon. So to be completely transparent, there are lots of things that we do in Diddy Dance that are sat down, moving, and lots of exercises where we're not always on our feet, but we are always physically moving. So I thought, oh, you know, the, our Diddy Dance Way song and our counting songs and things like that, I'll be sitting down, you know, it'd be easy. But actually, I think a lot of the floor-based elements were some of the hardest 
because what I hadn't accounted for was sort of like lower back pain and just trying to sit up straight. So we started at 10 o'clock on the Saturday with my regular 10 a.m. online class. So I did the whole 45 minute class. I was like pumped and full of energy (laughs) and I'd got loads of bananas and snacks and I thought, you know, we can do this. And because I started with the class and we had loads of our regular Diddy dancers join in, um, everyone was, you know, full of adrenaline and full of excitement. And so I did. I felt really great. And I knew I was going to do some dual lives with a lot of the franchisees across the UK as well, coming in to do their sessions with me. So I know I wasn't leading everything, but yeah, the excitement soon turned into aches and pains and tiredness. <laughs> so it, it it started off full of excitement, but yeah, about halfway through it, it started to take its gruelling tr- toll a little bit more. So you did, so I, it sort of split out into two parts where you did the day, you started at 10am, you did the whole day. How was it doing the night of dancing? And were you live at that point where you have people, did you have people watching you? Yes, yeah, so we streamed it live on our main Diddy Dance page on Facebook the entire time. We had the donations button up um, and every now and again, connection would drop but we would come straight back on so it's pretty much streamed live for the whole 24 hours and then every now and again I'd get my phone on as well and we'd do an Instagram live or even did some TikTok lives during it as well so there were some really cute messages being sent as well throughout the day so I could check all those I'd got Diddy dancers as they were going to bed wishing me luck you can do it Anne-Marie oh we've got some really cute footage of it and then as it started to get dark um I was, I decided to try with a bit more commercial music and we listened to the radio as well. It was really great. Some ex-Diddy dancers of mine who are adults now, you know, we've been going, I've been teaching it for just coming up 18 years. Uh, Some of them had called into the radio and so I got shout outs on the radio. So anything like that, just as you're flagging, you would get an extra little boost and you'd be like, okay, I can do this. But I definitely did feel as the evening hit, that I needed to change, um, you know, I was, I'm really into like my uplifting dance music. So I needed that in, in the evening. That definitely gave me a boost and, and kept me going. And then I had some amazing, amazing friends. They set their alarms and they literally sort of tag teamed each other into a Teams meeting on my husband's iPad. And they, they set alarms for the middle of the night and they came in and they kept talking to me and kept moving with me one of them very early in the morning said right let's she's a yoga teacher so we did a bit of yoga movement and all of that as well so just that great support to keep me going it was amazing and can you give us us an example so um diddy dance is for children's based dance activities can you give an example of the t- some of the types of moves that you did maybe some moves that you did um quite frequently was it step tapping was there some shimmying <laughs> oh lots of different moves so what we do in diddy dance is it's purely for under fives and it's their first introduction to a dance class so we explore a different dance style every half term and so therefore uh, if a child came to us for from say 18 months, two years old, up until four or five, they could do a two year program and that would cover 14 different dance styles. So I had so much content to explore. We have a regular 45 minute lesson plan. And then all the stylized dancers that we do from Bollywood to hip hop to jive to salsa, I could do all of those different dancers. But also I could do a lot of the 
floor based elements that we did. So I did lots of those on repeat. And I also decided that I would try and mix it up. Like I said earlier, um, you know, when it got to a bit later at night, I was trying to have a little rave to myself, you know, (laughs) keeping going to all the dance music. But also I'd not long joined TikTok for Diddy Dance as well. So there was lots of TikTok dancers I was trying to learn through watching them as I was going. So I learned lots of TikTok dancers as well. But mainly I tried to focus on all the Diddy Dance elements and repeating lots of those. Um, And when a couple of the franchisees came on and joined me, one in particular, Charlotte, runs a lot of SEND classes. She's also been helped a lot by Cordwell Children, the charity. So when she joined me, she ran through a lot of the SEND activities that she does in in a lot of her classes as well Uh, we're also both wheelchair dance trained so we did a few seated elements as well that we'd done in our training so we tried to mix it up as much as we could because also I was very aware that I had people of all ages watching and they were all typing in then that they were joining in as well so it it wasn't just the Diddy dancers watching in the end so um yeah I think I must have covered I would like to think every dance style going (laughs) (laughs) And what dance were you doing? Do you remember on the last, when you re- reached the 24 hour mark, do you remember the song or the dance that you were doing? I really do. So my husband and my children came up to this room with me and we were counting down together. And I was very emotional, very tired. Um, the body really was starting to droop and hang. And so I remember doing a lot of our cool down elements that we do in class anyway. And so then I made sure that I timed it. We pressed play and we do a take a bow song in Diddy Dance. And so we made sure as they were counting down that I was taking a bow. And there's video footage of me that my husband took. As I was taking the bow, the tears, the emotion just poured out. And I was just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was, um, yeah, I well up thinking about it because I just remember how, emotional and how physically exhausted I was but how proud I was that I had got through it stayed awake kept moving and that bow that I finally took when it said you're done was such a significant bow that I was taking to say yes I've done it and obviously um a huge part of this was raising money for Cordwell children can you just explain a bit about why why did he dance partners with Cordwell Children, where that um, charity partnership comes from and what the impact of the money you raise would have on that charity? So, as I say, we've always worked with them for quite a few years now. Um, it is a charity close to our heart as a franchise network because uh, one of our franchisees was very heavily supported by Cordwell Children uh, for her son uh, with physical differences. And um, I believe they funded uh, a specialist bed for him, which was which was fantastic. So when we partnered up with them as a whole industry, it really is about giving children of all different abilities as many chances in, in life as possible. They have an amazing centre uh, up in the Midlands, which we just happened to visit before the pandemic hit. So it I think that was also why it felt so important that I wanted to still raise money for them. They have this amazing centre. It does amazing sensory work, one-on-one work, really helping those families that can't always get the support and financial help that they need uh, locally. So the money that we raised, I believe, went 
towards the centre, went towards all of the work that they do for their carers, all the work that they do supporting all of those families, whether it's specialist equipment, whether it's one-to-one sessions, caring work. It, it's such an amazing charity and also something, you know, in our classes anyway, we we be as all-inclusive as we can be within the classes. And then, as I say, a lot of uh, the franchisees, we've done extra training to offer SEND specific classes because we really do believe moving to music should be for all abilities and children of all ages and all abilities just love moving to music and you see their faces light up their bodies move that the excitement they get from moving to music it is so important and I'm so passionate about it so being able to do something to still keep that charity going through such a terrible year for all of us um yeah it just felt really good Really. And you, you obviously had the target of raising £2,000, but ended up doubling that and raising more than 5000 How did that feel? It was uh, unbelievable. We were absolutely staggered by the amount that we ended up raising. And yeah, a lot of it came in afterwards. And once we'd added up all the gift aid as, as well, and also Cordwell Children trying to piece it all together from all the different avenues that it, people were donating on, uh, we got the final total probably about a week or so later and even then people were still donating so it was it was we were blown away the amount we managed to raise it's an absolutely incredible amount and you've just touched on it there but something I was going to ask is we like to sort of share inspiration for, for people who do these incredible fundraising events share inspiration for others who are a little bit tempted to do something similar so are there any other tips that you would have or lessons that you've learned from doing such a big fundraising event that you think it would be beneficial for other people to know? I think it's about pacing yourself when you're going to do something like this. Um, It was hard to do during a pandemic because I wasn't out physically teaching the classes. So we, we were in lockdown. So I couldn't train as much as such. So I tried to do, I was doing quite a lot of online classes myself anyway. And I was really thankful that I did. I think sometimes people underestimate how draining both physically and mentally it can be doing anything for 24 hours. So don't go into it lighthearted and think, oh, I'd be all right on the day, which I think I did a little bit. Um, Do try and train for those sort of things just um, because you want your body to physically be able to to do it. Um, But just remember the cause, remember the purpose, remember why you're doing it. I think if you are truly passionate about a certain charity or about challenging yourself to do something, remember why you're doing it. And it's always hard to get over some sort of barrier to do it. But once you do it, the accomplishment that you feel is phenomenal. There's such an amazing adrenaline high that you do get at the end of any challenge that you can face as a human being um, that I do think if you're passionate about something and it's a really good cause then go for it definitely. And when you look back at the dance now like we're over a year on what do you think could you single out one thing that really got you through? It's the support without a shadow of a doubt and I you hear people who say that who run a marathon or, or do other physical challenges the support from people around you is the one thing that definitely keeps you going. 
So I don't think if my friends hadn't have joined me during the night that you'd have been that tempted. I was doing a lot on the floor then, lots of, you know, the seated dancing as well. And there was moments where you were just like, really? Or maybe just five minutes. But you've got those people that go, you can do this. Come on, you can do it. And again, in the morning when everyone was waking up, the messages were coming flooding in. My husband, my children, they were like, come on, mummy, you can do it. And without that support, you would. You would just go, oh, okay, I'm going to listen to my body. I'm going to take a rest or I'm not. I still feel quite good, but, you know, I'll probably leave it here. But knowing all those people around you were really rooting for you to succeed. You didn't want to let yourself down, but more importantly, you didn't want to let those down as well. So definitely that support. One thing we ask on the podcast, which is called Defiant Optimism, is when you hear the phrase Defiant Optimism, what does that mean to you? For me, it is definitely about acknowledging something is going to be hard, but knowing you can do it. Knowing through support and sheer gusto, you know you can get through it. But it's not going into it unaware, knowing it is going to be hard, it is going to be painful, it is going to be a huge challenge, but defiantly going, but I can do this. Knowing what that purpose is, and that purpose is what will get you through. And knowing when you've completed it, you're going to feel amazing. That is what defiant optimism means to me. That was a great definition. And I think what you said there about having knowing it's hard, but having that support, because you do need those things to help your mindset stay positive and help get you through. Otherwise, being a single person dancing for 24 hours without that support and encouragement and without that passion for the charity, it's it would be almost impossible to do. I think it would. I think it would. You have to have a supportive network around you. And I think that goes for anything in life, whether you're going to do a challenge or whether you're just struggling at the moment, just knowing there are others out there that are doing what you're doing or going through what you're going through. There is always support out there to be optimistic. Definitely. So where can people go if they want to find out more about you, about the dancing, any future 32-hour fundraising challenges? 72 hours, it'd be fine. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Um, That was the one and only time I would do that. Never say never. But uh, I am mid-40s now, so I I think maybe the large physical challenges are behind me now. But um, we're on all social media as well as we have a website if you're interested in Diddy Dance classes, which is diddydance.com. And then on socials, I'm Original Diddy Dancer. So I have Instagram and TikTok, and you can find out more uh, there. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your inspirational dancing challenge. Um, It's an absolutely incredible achievement to raise more than £5,000. And it's really good to hear about Caldwell Children and the impact that money is going to have. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you for having me on. And for all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate and share it with someone else who you think may need a little inspiration in their lives. And if you're looking for a little more positivity, head to our website, smileymovement.org to get your daily dose of smiley news. Thanks so much for listening.